0: Hello, my name is Ethan Eulen. Like you, I live a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories, the true stories of a (laughs) tryhard. back to True Stories of Try Hard. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week I have another great podcast host, guest, and new friend of mine. Please welcome Anthony Sitko of Capes on the Couch. Anthony, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: So listeners, Anthony and I are going to be uh, discussing how uh, mental health is portrayed in, uh, in comic books. That is the focus of Anthony's show, and since I also enjoy comic books, I feel like it would be a great Thing to dive into so Anthony can you tell us a little bit about yourself your podcast and just kind of your vision here
1: sure uh well uh, my name is Anthony Sitko as uh, as you said I'm co-host of capes on the couch uh the focus of the show is a discussion of the various ways in which mental health is portrayed in comic books um, both realistically and not realistically, my co-host and best friend is a board-certified psychiatrist, and uh, I often joke that I am the, uh, I guess, the idiot of the two of us. And I know my my co-host would uh, bristle at that, but since he is the professional and I am not, uh, you know, he talks about the mental health aspects and the various um, psychological and psychiatric impacts of these characters and then I bring my my comic book background and so it's a it's a good mesh of the two and so each episode is focused on a particular character and so we we take a look at that character's history and then we focus on three issues that that character has uh, from a psychological or psychiatric standpoint and then talk about how we would treat that character both in universe you know in the comics as well as how to treat a real person with those various uh, issues disorders neuroses what have you and then at the end we role play a fun little skit where he plays the doctor and I play the patient and we sort of act out a therapy session that um more often than not, typically ends in destruction either to my co-host's uh, office or his f- physical being. Um, so it gives an opportunity for us to just sort of talk about these real life treatment options in an entertaining fashion, in a relatable way. And it also gives me an opportunity to flex a little bit of an acting muscle. Um, so we're, uh, we're over 70 issues or 70 episodes in. We call our episodes Issues uh, Naturally. And uh, it's a lot of fun you know we've we're, we're all over social media and uh, we've we've built up a, a good a sizable little following for ourselves and'm I'm, I'm glad to uh, see that we continue to grow and uh, we've been doing it about two years now at this point it'll be two years in early March oh, the- so we're very proud of the show and looking forward to to sticking with it
0: yeah that's that's amazing I mean I've only been doing this for about six months but um, I'm glad to see how much my show has grown and I I'm hoping it can grow even more so um let's let's dive right on into uh, the meat and potatoes as it were so Anthony what do you feel like the biggest um, widespread written about mental health issue is in comic books
1: oh gosh um you know I what I don't want to do is necessarily say that there's one issue that is more prevalent than another. Um, I will say that a collection of issues and factors surrounding, I would say, depression uh, is certainly a very popular one, as well as I would say maybe PTSD. And I think the reason for the prevalence of those is because uh, first off, from a writing standpoint, it is simple to, and I'm, I, I hate using even that word, but it's easier to portray the impacts of those um, those issues of depression and or PTSD from a writing standpoint, um, both on the character and on the character surrounding cast. And then also because those issues tend to be more relatable uh, and visible than a number of other uh, issues because I think we all sort of know somebody who has gone through depression. We all know somebody who has gone through PTSD. So from a writing standpoint, it's easier to draw upon the familiarity uh, with those issues. And so they can present them in a comic book form in a way that can be um, very accurate uh, with with varying degrees, I'll put it that way, uh, because certainly there are some depictions of depression and PTSD um, that are just wildly unrealistic. And that's sort of one of the things that my co-host and I uh, focus on is looking at the some of the unrealistic portrayals and then really keying in on those stories and those storylines where the writer gets it right and giving kudos to writers who really visibly uh, do their research you know we've we've spoken to a couple of creators and they talk about how they bring their own mental health struggles into the story or they talk to mental health professionals and realistically portray a number of these various uh psychological and psychiatric issues and so it's always refreshing to talk to those creators and to see those kinds of stories because we go ah that's that's an example of getting it right and if we had more stories like that i think it would make the the stories stronger because of it
0: i would definitely agree with you um are there certain heroes and or villains that get pigeonholed into one um certain disorder or disease too often, but come to find out that it's not actually their affliction.
1: Oh, again, you could, you could swing a dead cat and find characters that are claimed to have a particular disorder, but in actuality, aren't uh, displaying any realistic, versions of that disorder Uh, one of my personal favorite characters in comics is moon knight and moon knight is very commonly said to have dissociative identity disorder he's got multiple personalities that's sort of been his shtick for the you know 40 plus years that he's been around as a character and yet we we did a very early episode on moon knight and it was very uh, obvious to my to my co-host that what Moon Knight is portraying has nothing to do with actual dissociative identity disorder to the extent that DID even really exists. And there is some dispute among the mental health community, uh, mental health professionals as to whether DID is its own thing and is realistic or is a subset of some other traumas. Another very famous example is Two-Face and the flipping of the coin. And, oh, well, he's bipolar. Two-Face is not bipolar because he's, you know, Harvey Dent one minute and then he goes off and kills indiscriminately the next minute. That's not bipolar. Um, We did actually speak with a creator, uh, Jeremy Whitley, who was writing The Unstoppable Wasp, Nadia Van Dyne. Mm. That is one of the most realistic portrayals of bipolar disorder as it actually exists uh, that we've ever seen. And we commended him for that, and we spoke to him at length um, about that, and he was telling us about the research that he did, and so on and so forth, because he really wanted to accurately portray Nadia going through the manic phase and then the depressive phase. And it's not a matter of flipping a switch. It's not an instantaneous thing. There's a gradual uh, shift between manic and depressive. and so. You compare and contrast Two-Face and Nadia Van Dyne and it's it's night and day. Um, and so I would say that Two-Face is a character that, again, is one of those who is said to have bipolar disorder or whatever. Uh, the Joker is commonly referred to having schizophrenia or any number of mental neuroses. Uh, the Joker is basically as crazy as the writer requires him to be. Um, so, again, it... It really depends on the character and ultimately it even depends on the writer because some writers take care to insert a lot more authentic research into their characters and some writers say, I just want these story beats to happen. I don't care how real it is because I want it to look cool or I just want them to fight this hero or what have you. So,
0: How important do you say it is for these characters on the page to... Um, go through these struggles in a realistic way so that way more people can relate to them.
1: I wouldn't put it as the most important thing because you have to remember, of course, that for comic books, the object is to tell a good story. And one of the aphorisms that's used is don't let facts get in the way of a good story. And so I don't begrudge writers who don't necessarily take an authentic take on a particular disorder if the story is overall well written. Do I think that a really bad portrayal of a particular issue can derail a story? Absolutely I've I've read countless examples where a character is going, again we'll we'll use PTSD because that's a common one, especially for heroes sure. that they're they're undergoing PTSD, but it's so, poorly portrayed that it pulls me out of the story because I would say there's just no way that would th- that the character would go through that and so I would say it again I and I'm trying not to sound like I'm cheaping out on the answer but it ultimately does depend on the writer because a good writer will use as much of the realism as he needs to to tell a good story but if they dispense with it just so they can focus on the beats then I, I do think that is detrimental to the overall story arc. So I would say that um, as long as, for me, if they can nail 75% of it, 75 to 80% of whatever illness or disorder or issue it is that the character is said to have, I'm willing to forego that last you know 20 to 25% as long as the story is good. But if they go, "Oh, I'm I'm going to say that they have this and then they don't show any effects, it doesn't impact their supporting cast or anything else. It's just it's referenced and then it's never addressed again, that to me pulls me out of the story as a reader." So I would encourage writers, I don't know how many comic book writers listen to your show, but I would encourage them to at least try and Show with some level of respect for the disorders that you're claiming to write about, as well as the real life readers who may have these disorders and see themselves in these characters to be able to say, I know exactly what this character is going through, or I've been there in that struggle, and you know, I, I hope that they can pull through because it was difficult for me. Because we all want to see ourselves as readers. We all want to see ourselves in comics. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of fiction in general. Yeah. We all want to be able to see ourselves. And so I think more, more realistic portrayals of mental illness help those readers with, again, you know, whether it's, it's trauma, whether it's PTSD, what have you, I think that gives them the opportunity to see a character like them go through similar situations and be able to pull themselves through. And so I I put the onus on the writers to do that uh, with respect.
0: So would you say there, um, can you name a few uh, writers that do a, in your opinion, a better job of representing the way that these mental illnesses are actually portrayed in real life on the page of a comic book?
1: Uh, Well, again, uh, uh, Jeremy Whitley, I referenced him uh, because everything that I've read of Jeremy's indicates that he takes great care um, to portray his characters as real people. Um, Even if they have incredulous powers, they're still coming from a very human standpoint. And as such, they have very human issues. So I would say Jeremy is one such writer. Uh, Robbie Thompson is another one that I feel takes care to really flesh out his characters. Uh, His Meet the Skrulls was was rooted in reality and I know that he did a lot of work on Silk. Uh, And Cindy Moon again is another character who has gone through some horrific trauma but was portrayed in a very realistic fashion. Um, I would also say uh, Gail Simone uh, as popular as she is on Twitter I think Gail takes great care to make her characters very human and I'm not saying that she'll go out of her way to give them neuroses or give them disorders, but if a character that she is writing either already has one or she opts to give them uh, a mental health struggle that I feel that she does so in a, in a very positive way and one that is ultimately empowering. And I know it sounds a bit counterintuitive to say that having a mental health struggle can be empowering, but if you show the character grappling with it in a realistic way, and yet there's still, especially for heroes, if they still continue to act heroically and do good deeds in spite of their own internal struggles, I think that is so empowering for readers and the general public to see characters going through that, especially uh, people suffering from various mental, uh, mental health issues. So that's, I mean, again, just a handful. I don't, I'm trying not to, you know, single out uh, because I don't want, because I don't want to flip it around and say, well, these writers do it poorly, but I will give kudos to the writers that I think do a good job.
0: Exactly. y'all. It's me, Eddie Room Ethan, here to tell you about the Patreon once again. Um, I know you guys, if you've been listening for a while, I've heard me talk about this before, but for those of you who haven't, here it is. Um, Patreon is a voluntary um, donation service where you give uh, money to me on a monthly basis to get access to special bonus content like, um, well, like one that'll be coming in the next couple weeks, Uh, that will be at my $20 tier, Uh, $5 will get you access to the Discord server where you can chat with other people, including myself, I'm there somewhat frequently, Um, and then for the $10 tier you get end of episode shoutouts and unedited episode access, so... So if you want to support the production of this show, please go to patreon.com slash true stories of a tryhard and sign up today. And now back to the show. one of the, uh, the tenets of, uh, this podcast, true stories of a dry Heart, is real people, real issues, real talk. So do you want to talk a little bit about your own, um, mental health experiences and dealing with that? Oh
1: gosh. Uh, well, you know, I, I've mentioned it a couple of times on the show. Um, I've had on and off struggles with depression. I liken, that, uh, to my recurring villain, uh, to put it in a comic book sense, because I always say that the, the hero always has that one villain that, you know, they defeat and then they go away for a while and the hero thinks everything is fine. And just when the hero starts to get really comfortable with himself, that villain uh, comes back and makes the the hero's life hell. So I would say that depression is my, uh, recurring villain. And I had, um, a struggle, I guess, maybe about a year and a half ago or so, where it it flared up uh, pretty badly, um, and uh, so it's it's been on and off for me. I I struggled with a uh, suicidality um, in high school, you know, and and uh, I apologize again for you know uh, trigger words and so on, um, but uh, but I was dealing with some some depression in high school due to self esteem issues and things of that nature. And then it occurred again in my in my early twenties, and then in my late twenties, and I'm I'm 37 now, about to be 38 shortly, and um, you know, so so that's something that I'm always mindful of. And the first time, uh, when I was in my teens, when I really uh, was grappling with it and and struggling, and I eventually came out of that, um, I became much more aware of the signs, and so for me. Uh, what's important is being able to check in with myself uh, every so often, and if I feel that I am slipping back into some negative patterns, or just I start feeling down, or I start feeling myself in a little bit of a funk, I'll I'll take you know a day or two, and I'll just go listen, you know, and I will like literally talk to myself. I'll just have a conversation with myself and say, "Listen, what what am I doing here? What?" Could be potentially causing this. Is this external? Is it internal? What do I need to do? You know, I'll talk to my wife. Um, I'll talk to my my family. You know, I have a very supportive group, and I'm incredibly grateful for that. And so, I will talk to them and say, "Listen, I'm going through some stuff. And can I just like bounce ideas off you? Can I? Can you be my sounding board?" Um, I've spoken on the show, uh, on my show, about my search for a therapist and some of the struggles that I've had finding a mental health professional. Uh, I'm still looking. And, um, unfortunately it's one of those things where, uh, life gets in the way. And I, I like, like right now, as we speak, I'm in a pretty good place mentally. So I go, well, you know, I, I'll look, but you know, I'm in a good place right now. So I'll get to it when I get to it. But I know what inevitably is going to end up happening is I'm going to reach a point where I'm going to need that mental health professional. And then I'm going to be scrambling to find somebody. So it's one of those things where I'm trying to, to, get ahead of the problem before it becomes a problem. Um, but again, uh, for me, it's about, it's about being honest and it's about being self-aware. And I think that is a huge step towards just being able to identify what the problems are and how to address them. And if it's a situation where I go, listen, I need, you know, I need some time. I need a day or two, whatever. I need a weekend where I just need to just not focus on responsibilities. Um, I have an 11-month-old son, so it's not always easy to get away from responsibilities, right. but if I can at least talk to my wife and say, hey, listen, you know, I just, I'm just i going to stay home from work for a day or two and and uh, focus on this stuff, uh, you know, she's very accommodating and I'm incredibly grateful to, to her and, uh, you know, again, to my, my family and friends for being able to check in with me because sometimes they'll see it before I do, you know, my wife, I feel sometimes in some ways knows me better than I know myself. So she'll say, listen, Mm. you know, you, you okay, you're going through some stuff and I'll go, yeah, you know, I guess I am. I was trying to, I was trying to power through it because I think that's my, um, my modus operandi most times is just put my head down, bear, bear through it. And I'll just, you know, I'll deal with the emotional consequences later, um, which may work in the short term but it's certainly not and I would not recommend it to anybody else oh, uh, definitely not. It's, <laughs> it's led to some struggles throughout my life but, but the point is that you know that's my coping mechanism is just being able to say screw it I'm just going to put my head down and, and push through and if it's, if it's a short term thing I can get away with it longer term it doesn't always work and then it comes back to bite me so I try not to let that happen too often
0: right I definitely get that like I don't know if it's just a guy thing or what, but my number one instinct when it comes to my own issues is to kind of power through it. Like, oh, I know this is going to go away eventually. It's just a matter of getting through it. But sometimes what happens is I get so bogged down in trying to push myself through it that it just ends up getting worse. It's something that I really wanted to bring up because I don't know if I brought this up before on my show but um one of the things that helped me get through some of the toughest times in my life was my love of comics and superheroes um actually it started with um the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy back in 2002 or 2003 um because my my dad took me to see those when I was pretty young and uh, he had some Spider Man and Daredevil comics, and I got to read some of them. And that, um, seeing these characters go through these, uh, these struggles, both, you know, as heroes and as people, really inspired me as a person to keep on going. You know, if, if Spider Man can defeat the Green Goblin, I can get through the next day of this depressive episode, or, you know, if. If Iron Man can defeat the Mandarin, I can defeat my own depression. So that that is some of the... It's not the only thing, but it's definitely one of the main things that's really helped me get through some of the more difficult times in life. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that that is what helped you also, at least in some regard. Oh, absolutely.
1: Definitely. Um, Just to be able to see... Uh, characters overcome obstacles whether they're internal external i think we as humans look to stories like that that's why we always we tend to gravitate towards feel good stories we tend to to focus on movies or tv shows or comics or whatever that that tells the story of the underdog it's it's in our history it's in our dna right. as As humanity. And so that's one of the beauties of comic books is that they allow us to tell these stories of these larger than life characters and looking at somebody like a Superman or, you know, a Captain America. I have the Captain America shield tattooed on my shoulder blade um, for. That reason partially because I'm I'm a huge Captain America fan. I'm wearing a Captain America hoodie as we speak. But also because Cap has gone through so much in his life and yet he still continues to fight for justice and what is good. And it sounds corny as all hell and I don't care because that's what gets me through. And I put the shield tattoo on my shoulder blade, on on my left shoulder blade because the shield is always on my back. And it is protecting the side that my heart is on. So it's not just that I'm a Captain America fan, but the location itself of the tattoo has meaning for me. And that was the, the very first tattoo that I ever gotten. And I knew that I wanted it to, to have meaning. And I'm very proud of that. And um, so that's kind of what what drives me. And so if I'm feeling down, maybe not in a full depressive funk, but if I'm just going through it, you know, I just, I need a little pick-me-up. I go, all right, you know, how would how would Cap get through this? And it sounds corny, yeah. and I know it absolutely does, but it works. And so ultimately, am I going to argue with results? No, because it works for me. It may not work for you. You may say, what would Superman do? Or what would Batman do? Or your hero of choice.
0: Yeah. Or
1: somebody else may choose not to go with superheroes, or they may choose to go with, I don't know, Harry Potter or Star Wars or sure. what have you. And whatever, whatever it takes to give you that, ability to say, I'm going to push through this. If that's what you need, then that's what you do. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise, because at the end of the day, you have to, you have to live your own life and you need to pull, call upon whatever survival techniques and whatever strengthening you need to, to get through your day and your life.
0: Absolutely. 100%. So, Anthony, as um, we get closer to uh, wrap up time, is there any, uh, are there any encouraging words that you would send out to the listeners right now, maybe who are going through something? Uh, well, you
1: know, I, I, I've I listened to, you know, you and and uh, you're literally half my age. Um, so, <laughs> and, and I, I was listening to it and I was like, he sounds so much like like a younger me. And so it's almost like, what would I say to a younger version of me going through some similar things now having experienced so much in my life that I wasn't always certain that I would make it uh, to this point. Um, What I would say to you is that it is absolutely possible and that um, as cliche as it is, it does get better that if you're struggling through something, just know that there is always... Somewhere in this this world, on this planet, there is somebody who cares about you and who wants to see you succeed. And that person may not even be you. It may be a family member. It may be a friend. It may be a complete stranger because there are strangers out there who care. I know because I'm one of them. There is somebody out there who wants to see you succeed. There is somebody out there who wants to see you do well and... You just have to keep searching until you find those people. And then when you find them, don't let them go because that's, a, that's another very important thing that we all need and we all deserve to have people around us who support us and who love us for who we are, even at our darkest moments. And there is somebody out there for you. Whoever you are listening, there is somebody out there for you. And again, it could be me, it could be you Ethan, it could be any number of people, but find them and hold on to them because you never know you may be that person for somebody else, and you don't even know it so if you Absolutely. focus on if you focus on that and you key in on that, then everything else will eventually fall into place. Um, I'm a firm believer of the idea that. Uh, everything works out in the end and if it hasn't worked out then it's not the end so you, it and it sounds like i said i know it sounds cliche as hell but i'm saying this as you know i'm quickly faster than i would care for approaching my 40s um that i've seen a lot i've lived a lot and these are the lessons that i would that i would choose to impart to basically anybody that's why i have my show because yeah. because we wanted to eliminate the stigma surrounding the discussion of mental health. And we wanted to let folks know that even if it's through comic books or, you know, comic book movies or fiction, what have you, that the struggles uh, the struggles are real, but so is the support. And that if you come clean and you talk about this, you can get the help that you need and you can get the support that you deserve. Um, so that's... I guess those are my, my parting words.
0: Thank you very much, Anthony. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Social media, your own show, et cetera.
1: Uh, sure. Well, uh, you know, my, my show is Capes on the Couch. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Capes on the Couch. Uh, we have an email address at capes the couch at gmail.com. Our website is capes the We have a Patreon if you choose to support the show. Uh, you can unlock additional content and uh, some stickers and swag. That's at uh, patreon.com slash capes the couch. We have a T public page, T slash user slash capes the couch, I think. Uh, if you go to tpublic.com and you search for capes on the couch you'll find our logo and you can get t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and so on and so forth um with the show and um we are doing a recurring segment on our show every month or so uh, called the mental health Avengers. That's where we uh, coordinate with a number of other mental health podcasts, uh, popcorn psychology, pop psych one Oh one Freudian sips and guardians MH. And we all sort of come together and collaborate on ways to discuss mental health issues and mental health topics uh, in pop culture and reality and, both the problems and solutions to those problems. So we just did, um, access to mental health care a couple of weeks ago. And I know that, uh, we're going to be following that up with solutions to some access problems, um, at some point in March. So stay tuned for that one. Um, that will be coming on our regular feed as well. So, uh, I guess that's that's all the, the plugs that I have. If you want to follow me personally, it's Anthony Sitko on Twitter and Instagram s y t k o. Um, I get a little more, I guess, personal, uh, less branded uh, stuff on my personal feeds. Um, you can see pictures of my son, and and uh, you know, I talk more political stuff on my Twitter, and um, not so much on the not so much on the the main podcast
0: and thank you listeners for once again tuning in to true stories of a Try Hard. you can find me on instagram at ethan.t.hewlin you can find me on twitter at et phone home the o's are zeros and the e's are threes you can find the podcast on instagram and twitter at true stories pod i'll be back with more stories next week so until then this is ethan hewlin and anthony sidcoe signing off